This is Camp Code, another innovative podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. Camp Code is dedicated to helping you create and facilitate the most effective leadership training so we as an industry can raise the bar for professionalism and preparedness of our staff. You can find our show notes and our blog for camp leaders and directors at camphacker.tv. Welcome to this new monthly podcast brought to you by the fine folks at Camp Hacker. This podcast is dedicated to what many camp professionals believe to be the most important time at camp, no matter what you call it, staff training, orientation, or leadership training. This critical time period prepares your staff to fulfill all the promises that you make to parents and customers throughout the rest of the year. This series will focus on helping you create and facilitate the most effective training so we as an industry can raise the bar for professionalism and preparedness for our staff. I'm Ruby Compton, and I am the Summer Camp Program Director at Green River Preserve in Cedar Mountain, North Carolina. We are a summer camp focused on connecting children with nature, which we are lucky enough to do on a 3,400-acre private wildlife preserve in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And I am humbled to be joined on this podcast by a couple other incredible camp pros who will introduce themselves now. Uh, wow, that was a beautiful introduction. <laughs> I'm like taken away by it. I'm just absorbing it. Uh, my name is Gabrielle Rail. I'm one of the camp directors at Camp Waro. And uh, Camp Warrow was an all-girls camp in the Laurentians in Quebec. And uh, we have a linguistic program. Uh, half our kids are French, the other half are English. And I'm calling from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. And I'm Beth Allison. I grew up in camping, and I was a camp director and an executive director for 15 years. And am now a camp consultant with a passion for leadership training and building community and self-esteem. And I am coming to you from Woodstock, Ontario, although my camping background was in Muskoka. And today we're going to be talking about something really special. We are so excited to bring these uh, topics to you because we've been talking about them for weeks on end, just the three of us. And we had trouble narrowing it down to the top 10. But because it is the holiday season, we are going to give you a gift and we're going to talk about the top 12 things that you should say to your staff during leadership training. So Ruby is going to start us off. Super. So my first one, and this is something that I say pretty much within the hour that the staff arrived, the first time I've gotten them all together, is your time is valuable and I'm going to respect that. Um, and the main reason that, that this is the first one on my list is the very first staff training I went to, I remember there just being a lot of waiting and a lot of transition time where we were mm -hmm. waiting for everybody to regather or um, for it, it seemed like for the instructor to be ready to speak. And the reality of it is um, that our time at camp is super valuable and we have to, to utilize every Every single moment that's out there. Um, so it's important to not only use those transition times during staff training to teach that skill to your staff, uh, but also to, to let them know that I'm not going to waste your time. So please do not waste mine. Awesome. Cool. Absolutely. I can go next if you'd like. Great. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I have one. Um, I, we, we shared a whole bunch of uh, on our list, and as Beth said, we just it was hard to narrow it down. So I just bumped one of them off, and I put something else in, <laughs> shaking things up. But uh, one of the things that I tell our staff is um, that this is not this is not school. So our session times, I want you to cheat. I want you to stare at other people's papers. I I want you to get the information any way you can into your brain because uh, I need you to use it. You need to use it. 
and it goes a little bit along um, with what Ruby was saying that that your time is valuable. Everything that we're doing is so you can can help you do your job better. This is how I'm literally trying to say this is to help you do your job better. And so the information that we're giving is very very important. So if you need to. Uh, look at somebody else's paper if you need to come and ask questions afterwards. Um, do that. I just want you to grab the information any way you can. That's awesome. That's yeah. My first one is a sentence I used to say a lot as a camp director, so much so that they created a staff t-shirt with this sentence on the back of it uh, at the end of one of our summers. And my sentence was, let me make this perfectly clear. And actually, my son said it to me the other day on the phone. So it's a sentence that has has a good purpose. And the reason I started to say it was because at camp, there are so many gray areas that you do certain things in certain situations. If a camper is missing home, you can act this way. But if a situation is a little different, you act this way. Um, You know, there's all kinds of things that happen at camp where there's no definite answer. But there are ones where there is an absolute definite answer. There's black and white, no question about it. And I wanted to be sure that staff knew what those things were. So at the end of leadership training each night when we had our campfire and before we would sort of close for the evening, we would say, here are the let me make this perfectly clears from today's sessions that we went through. So they were anything from as simple as our junior-aged campers never carry hot soup themselves from the soup bar back to the table. So that was one of those, this is not optional. Um, Two things that are more serious, like if a camper discloses abuse to you at home, this is what you do. And there are no sort of gray areas there. There's a, a a routine that we follow, and this is what happens. So you can never say something like, I will never tell. I promise I will never tell if you talk to me about it. Um, Two things like I used to run a session called This Is How You Get Fired. And sometimes when you do something at camp, you may do it a few times um, and it's okay. Like we would talk to you about it, but if it became a real repetitive situation, you might be let go. But there were other things that if you did this one thing, you were done. There were no excuses, no nothing. And those were the black and white things. So we used to make a list every night of what were the, let me make this perfectly clear. And I found that it was really helpful to staff because then when there were things that I knew were black and white areas, everybody else knew them too. And they couldn't play within the gray. Love it. Sounds good. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about adding that to my staff. <laughs> I saw you, I saw you write that down. Like, this is how you how get fired. To get fired. <laughs> uh, so I, for the next one, let me make this perfectly clear to you, staff. Um, this is what I tell them. Marketing for next summer begins the first day of camp this summer. And when I told them this this year, I, I gave them some math that we are a business that essentially tries to get all of our income for the whole year uh, in nine weeks. Um, and and right. if you think about it, every other business has 52 weeks to do that. And granted, like we're open and in operation and people can call us and have good or bad experiences, but we are operating at our finest with our best product for nine weeks, which if you do the math, um, 
you know, the old, the, the song in Rent, like 525,600 minutes. <laughs> yes. um, we have 86,400 minutes that make or break this business. Oh, that's um, good. We have 1,440 hours. That's it to earn all of our income for the year. Uh, it is 16% of the year, and that's not much. And that kind of gives me panic attacks, honestly. <laughs> uh, so it's so important to, to tell your staff that it's your responsibility to sell camp and to ensure that if you want to come back, you have a job next summer, that if you want to come back, that I have a job next summer so that I can provide that for you. Yeah, amazing. Because everything we say, we do, we think at camp affects that bottom line affects our clients, their parents, um, you know, each other. So thinking through that piece of it when you're doing leadership training has got to be really key because it's an industry. It is a business. And sometimes we forget that when we're in the middle of summer camp. Yep. And I think that's a whole additional podcast on training. Yes. How, to, <laughs> how to get our staff to market camp throughout the summer. Absolutely. But it's great in the sense of also just uh, it's the transparency and it's also letting staff just be part of the business. And uh, I, f- I really, f- you know, staff love your, their camp. They treat it's their home. Right. And this is the reality. So I, I love that. Like those numbers are they're like they're, they're very pertinent. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, mine, uh, this comes from Beth, but I, I think it's <laughs> it's it's important. It's, uh, you know, come and t- talk to me, approach me, make yourself approachable. Uh, if you're somebody that could seem intimidating maybe because of your stature you have to work at being approachable um i myself if you saw me in full form and not on a (laughs) on a screen i'm quite small i'm like five nothing and uh you know big chubby cheeks i'm pretty like not intimidating but as a camp person you know as you get higher up you become more intimidating Mm -hmm. and um so this is what I this is what I do now uh, for staff uh, to help them s- um, know that they can come and see me. I get staff members um, that have worked with me in the past that are on the team, and they tell stories about when they've come to me and talked to me about stuff. That's great. The, so that's one, and people are like, "Oh," uh, <laughs> and they always talk about like I was really nervous, and then Gab was there, and she, and then I was like, I wasn't sure, and then this is how it turned out. <laughs> Uh, the other thing that I have staff express, which it looks like, um, and it's because I have really good leadership team around me, it looks like I have everything together. But mm. anybody that works with me uh, really knows that I don't. And um, so I do have staff members that will say, this person knows nothing. This person doesn't remember anything. So um, <laughs> this is to break down the barriers. This is, this is the rea- reality of working with me. But I think it's very important that... Uh, camp directors show that side that where they struggle uh, this during this podcast and they're laughing because they're like she doesn't remember anything so <laughs> so you might have to repeat it you you know you don't hand her paperwork this is how you want if you want to get something right. from this boss this is how you do it but it's it's about letting them know how to work with you um, and and at, some things aren't personal. It's like maybe you just forgot. Uh, it's okay to come back for a second time. Of course, as a boss, you don't want to forget stuff. I mean, obviously, there's we have a rule, but it brings us back to it brings us to a nice level of approachability. Agreed. Yes. When I was directing, I had a, a head counselor who was awesome, and she's still involved in camping. I'm happy to say, but her face always looked the same. Yeah. And um, like, was it like this? 
Yes, it was exactly like that. And we used to work at a girls camp. We used to joke about it all the time because staff didn't feel she was approachable. And so um, she actually led a session uh, during leadership training and her camp name was Conk. She's going to kill me that I'm telling this story, but (laughs) her camp name was Conk. And she did a session called the faces of Conk. And so she would, she drew all these pictures of this is what conk looks like happy. And she'd show a piece of paper. This is what conk looks like angry. And she said, this is what she looks like sad. And they were all identical. All of them were the same. And for her, it was a great way to connect with the staff and for them to see her as human um, rather than, you know, someone who'd been around for very long, as Gab said, and um, might look like she's not so approachable because she's been in, you know, she's moved up the hierarchy and so on, and she has a lot of responsibility. But it was a great moment of vulnerability that was shared. Um, and that allowed them to, you know, see her as someone willing to laugh at herself as well. And it just made a big difference to be able to do that. Yeah, I think I think the bottom line about this one is is not don't say don't say my door is always open to you because that doesn't uh, that doesn't do anything. Uh, demonstrate it, and you can do that by stories. You can you can explain who you are and sort of take away a little bit your status. Uh, any way to to make it a little bit more personal will be very helpful for new staff members and your young staff members. Yeah, and asking staff ahead of time to come and talk to you is key because. As a director, I always found that staff members were convinced I knew everything yeah, and that they couldn't believe I hadn't heard that something was going on for the last week and they weren't happy about it. So letting them know that they needed to come and tell me these things and never assume that I already knew was yeah. really helpful. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So my next one is uh, you will make ripples. So I used to talk a lot about the ripple effect and the kind of things that you um, can create for campers and for each other, for parents, uh, for visitors on the site, ways that you can affect them that you will never, ever know about. Uh, tiny little ripples that will grow to become something really impressive and expansive. And you may never have any idea what that is, but you are the one that can create that. And for me, those can be really positive and also could be negative. So you have to be really on the ball and uh, be aware again of your behavior, of what you say, what you do, how you act, what you don't uh, say um, or ignore um, can really have a huge effect. And I was telling Ruby this story when we were having a, a Skype call a while ago about a game that I played one year called The Ripple Effect. And I had a, a, a very large lodge dining room and I had st- one staff member could volunteer and they would run into the middle of the room and plop themselves down like a stone into a lake. And so that was the incident, whatever that was. And they would say an incident like... Um, I was not very good at archery and my counselor helped me out and took the time in his hour off to spend with me to help me with archery. That was the incident. 
And the next staff member, whoever that was, could just run into the center of the room. They had to run around this person, though, to show that they were making the ripple in the water. So I did that. I told Ruby, A, to amuse myself a little bit, but B, also to get, you know, sort of burn off energy. And it wasn't a sitting still, just talking session. And they would talk about what one of those ripples could be from that event. And then another staff person would run in if they thought of something and run around those two people and say what they thought the ripple effect could be of that and so on and so on and so on. And when no one else was running into the center, we sort of moved on to the next event. But it gave them a way to see that something really small could have a huge impact later on in life or the following afternoon. But just having them the oppor- giving them the opportunities to see that what they were going to do this summer could create amazing ripples and could also have really negative impact and they had to be incredibly careful. So to me, making ripples is an important sentence. I'm going to high five you through the computer. <laughs> <laughs> so I like it. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so my next one uh, goes right along with, um, you know, that we want as directors to be approachable. And um, we as a staff always establish a code word that is basically the phrase, I really need to talk to you. And this year our code word was boysenberry. So um, if somebody, we decided as a staff that if somebody came up to you and said that, that was the understanding of, they have just told you, I really need to talk to you. Um, and and I think it's really important that when you decide on that code word as a staff, that you not only decide on the code word, but also discuss what the responses to that can be. Um, because mm. the reality of it is that somebody could come up to me and say, hey, I need to boysenberry with you. And <laughs> I would say, you know... I am not available right now. I'm dealing with this other thing, but I value that you have something really important to talk about. Do you want me to find somebody else who can talk to you about it right now? Or do you want me Mm. to, uh, can we set aside a little time later to do that? Um, So talking about that, it may be, yes, let's sit down right now and talk. Or it might be, let's set a time to sit down and talk. Or maybe it's, I can't deal with that issue. We need to get you with this person. Um, But what it's really all about is, again, empowering the staff that they because saying the words, I really need to talk to you is also very intimidating. And to go to your already intimidating director and say these intimidating words, (laughs) that's tough. And so by having kind of a fun word or a silly word or even just something that everybody kind of knows is that look, there's something going on. We need to talk about it. Um, that's a cue to me. I, I used to tell my staff all the time that if you really need to talk to me, you know, put a hand on the shoulder, tell me I really need to talk to you. I'll drop everything I'm doing because I am also one of those directors that looks really angry and um, intimidating all the time. Yeah, I was <laughs> so that, too. <laughs> that's something that, you know, was feedback I got a, a few years ago and have had to work on. Um, so it's just really important that you you tell the staff, like, this is something to know about me. Uh, but if you say this word to me, it's it's pulling the fire alarm. Like, I'm going to take it seriously and we're going to deal with it. But there is the possibility it may not be right this second. Um, and, and along with that, I think it's so critical to just teach your staff conflict resolution skills during staff training to give them. There's some great acronyms out there. Um, and again, that's another whole podcast. <laughs> for later, oh, I think but... we should definitely have one called acronyms. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> that yes. would be one of my favorites. 
Um, so, but providing that framework for this is how you give I feel statements and take ownership of how, of what's going on and walk in the other person's shoes and make a plan for going forward. Um, reality is a lot of our staff may not have those skills yet and may have never heard those things. So, um, we need to provide them with those skills to, to help get them through the summer and, and help them work that stuff out on their own as much as possible too. Yeah, it's all about front load, front load, front load for me. So if you can tell them those things at the beginning, then they're not going to run into trouble later, or you hope, or they'll run into less trouble. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Setting up the, um, sorry, setting up your community at the very beginning and and teaching them those, those tools and, and tactics. And, um, we use, we use, I feel statements with our campers when they're learning and the, the, the common joke is with our are you eight year olds? It usually starts off with, I feel I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Just your eight year olds? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe nine. Yeah. As they get older, they start to get it. But uh, at the beginning, it's pretty, pretty hilarious. Um, I love Great. those. You try not to laugh during those. <laughs> right. Um, uh, oh, one of my favorites. I learned this from a. <clears throat> I learned this from a university professor um, who was just amazing uh, professor, and she she taught uh, small group leadership. Her name is Dr. Ray Cass, and um, she she was kind of one of those people where you're in the class and you're like, I know that I'm going to work harder than I've ever worked before, mm. but I'm going to learn so much, and I really did. Um, and basically, what she she would do, like she would ask a question, you know, what does, for example, what does a uh, a great team need, uh, you know, to succeed, for example, uh, stuff that we talk about at camp all the time. And, uh, people would lift up their hand and say like, trust leadership. (laughs) And these are kind of like, uh, I think that I call them like hot words. Like they're just like these words that we throw out, but the, the meaning sort of lost behind it. And, uh, so she would just say things like, well, what does trust mean to you, Beth? You know, what does leadership mean to you? What does that look like? So I, I now, I say that very often, what does leadership look like? Uh, to you. Give me an example of what leadership is. And again, in, in staff training, we're trying to get everybody to understand where each other is coming from. And what trust means to one person versus another person is is um, is very different. And it's great for people to start to hear that trust for this individual is not what I think trust is. But now I'm starting to know what this person means. Mm. And uh, so getting people to it's a really nice way to facilitate conversation and it's a very nice way to get staff members to think beyond uh, these sort of flash words that, that people use so often um, and get them to start reflecting on, well, leadership looks like this. Uh, you know, uh, so what does it look like uh, to you is, um, is one of my favorite sentences. I Which find is, myself saying a lot of times, be more specific. That's always my right. follow-up to that. So, oh, trust. Okay, be more specific. Right. And then they go, uh. Wait, that's awesome. And I always used to use Michael Brandwine's specific is terrific um, for that same sort of thing. Because I do think that there are those flash words, as you said, Gab, that staff know this is the answer that she's looking for. Yeah. This is what she wants me to say. But I love that because now you're encouraging them to tell you what that means, what that looks yeah. like. Um, which is great because you can find out ways in which they don't really understand what that word means and what you yeah. need to work on um, or things that they've already got and you're just ready to go on to the next level. 
And it's exciting because you really see their wheels turning. And I'm like, they're learning. This is so exciting. I don't yeah. want anything to be automatic. Like, I don't want stuff at camp to be automatic, yeah. especially their learning. I just I find that so... Uh, Okay, we lost you there, Gab. I know we can edit this part out, but we've totally lost you. These answers that oh, are going to get them the mark. Um, so, yes. Okay. Yay. Great. Great. Um, my next one that I would say to staff is this training is for you, so make sure you use it. Um, staff need to understand that that training is for their benefit and that we are we spend a lot of time as directors, months and months, thinking about it, you know, from this current summer, we're already thinking about how we'll change it for next summer. So we spend a lot of time trying to figure out ways in which we can set them up best for success so that they will never be in a situation where they don't know what to do next. So even if they don't know what to do, they know who they're supposed to go talk to because they don't know what to do. So we always want to set them up um, for success. So making sure that they try to understand how to get the best out of it, the most that they can do, and explaining that to them. Uh, maybe talking about what that looks like would be perfect, uh, especially for staff who are returning for the fifth, the sixth time. Uh, training can be really hard because they think they know it all already and they've heard a lot of it already. So making sure we create ways that they can feel involved and become involved, be mentors, uh, run sessions of, of their own, uh, all of those sorts of things. But um, we don't ever want staff members to get into a place where a situation occurs that will haunt them literally for the rest of their lives. We never want to see anybody in that place. And we want them to get the most out of that experience as well as give the most out of that experience. So making sure that they are ready to jump into any moment of training um, is essential, I think. I can really identify with the, uh, I, I ran into a situation this summer where I had some staff members that were, that were consistently asking me, like, well, why is it this way? Why have you made this decision? And I couldn't put my finger on why it was making me so mad that they were questioning that. <laughs> and then finally, one of my coworkers was like, because you think about camp 12 months out of the year, and like, you've put a lot of thought into this. And, and it seems like they don't get that, you know, it seems like they don't trust your decision making skills. And I was like, Oh, oh, my gosh, like, well, you know, <laughs> and so I was able to come approach that conversation in a little different way, but uh, I totally know what you mean about, you know, we're, we're thinking about this. Trust me, there's, there's a reason this is here and, and yep. there's a reason we want you to do it this way. Well, and also making sure that knowing that we want staff to get the most out of training and asking them to put everything into it. So they do means we have the responsibility to make sure that it is interesting, creative, uh, that there is movement that we've thought about flow that, you know, uh, after we've talked about uh, what to do with the child abuse session, uh, because somebody's disclosed something from home, that we don't follow it up with another really difficult session, but we've, you know, got a good flow because everybody feels kind of awful after that session. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. even if you've yeah. taught them what to do and how to handle it, you feel kind of awful about it. Um, so making sure that we've put a lot of thought into it to make it interactive and different from year to year to year is really important. Yeah. And it's one of those things, too, that they won't perceive until later. 
nine right. times out of 10 and they go, Oh, that was really cool and really yeah. intentional and really great. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Um, so <laughs> that's, that's all right. I guess. <laughs> it's, I think, I think it's, I think it's important to, I think it's important that to recognize that we're all in the same boat in the sense that you have to reprove yourself every single year. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's the reality. It's fine. You know what? I like it. I like the challenge. Somebody's like, prove yourself. And I'm like, Oh, I will. And you will be amazed. You're going to leave this and you're going to be like, wow. And and the truth is you do need to prove like a teacher that comes into a classroom, like grade two every year. They're like, I really know how to do this. I'm awesome. (laughs) But the kids don't know that. And we have to show that to the staff. Um, and yeah. And I mean, and you're returning staff members, you have to prove to them, but in a different way every year, which is bringing them in saying like, hey, this is what you guys used to do. Uh, guess what you're doing now? Like, this is our little <laughs> secret, but... Yeah. Um, so... With those sound effects. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have that in my back pocket. So, sorry, Ruby. But yeah, that's... Oh, no, that's <laughs> great. That's great. We can uh, just all, like, together be like, oh, I have to prove myself, take a deep breath, and then... But we do... Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it is what we ask of them all summer yeah. long is to be superheroes, to be amazing, to be creative, to be yeah. thoughtful. We have to lead by example. Yep. So true. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Ruby, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my, my last one is, um, this was something that actually I was really taken aback when it was asked uh, um, for me to do when I was going through a staff training. And then immediately when I came into a director role, I was like, this is something I definitely want to do. So I ask my staff, I give them all note cards. I put a box up on a place in the dining hall and I ask them the question, what are your expectations of me, of the administrative team, of the leadership staff? What are your expectations of us? And I have the staff write those down on note cards and then put them in the box. And those note cards sit on my desk all summer long. Mm -hmm. And when I'm having that day where I'm like, Oh, why do I do this? You know, then I pull those note cards out and just kind of go through them. And it's, it's a great refocus and recenter and, Oh yeah, this is why I'm here. Um, it also was surprising how many staff identified (laughs) that I want you to give me feedback and I want you to tell me when I'm doing something wrong. And Mm -hmm. so for them to have that moment where they, they realize what this relationship is for, I think is really critical so that when later on I come to them, cause you know, by the end of the summer who wrote which one and <laughs> when you come right. to them and give them feedback that, that they're, they're expecting it. And so it's, I think it's a really important question to ask um, because I think some of the answers may surprise you as a director, uh, but I think sometimes what the staff come up with surprises them as well. So um, really, really strongly suggest that if you don't do that yet to, to do it this summer. And I think it's a helpful tool also, if you read through your cards, I don't know if you talk about it as well um, as a group before you just take the cards and uh, look at that on your own. But I think it's also helpful to find out what the expectations are, because some of them may may not be true. Um, and to sort of figure out a way to explain that to staff and that that shouldn't be an expectation of me or of the leadership team, but of this person, or, you know, it sort of helps to define roles better and helps you learn what your staff uh, do expect that may not be quite right um, and figure out a way to work around that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. I think it's great. <laughs> okay. The phrase we used this year was straight from Michael Brandwine. Uh, you have been misinformed. <laughs> 
the response to a I can't remember what the camper situation was, but that was the the one of the recommended responses was you have been misinformed. So we said that a lot this summer. Well, and I think that's great. I I know a camp whose uh, board comes in at the very last day of camp and does an evaluation of the directors and. Um, my thought was that that was kind of a silly place to do that at the end of the summer when they can't really do anything to change those evaluations. But yeah. uh, so we talked about that, but um, it, some of the things that were on there were very surprising to, to the directors that they had no idea the staff expected that of them. So doing that up front um, and making those things really clear is just going to make for a better summer. Mm-hmm. Cool. Super. Gab, I, I think like you're it. next. Uh, yes, I am. Okay. Um, oh, right. So this one is, uh, setting up, we're just talking about expectations, setting up the expectation that this is not last summer. Mm. Um, amen. Yeah. (laughs) Last summer is last summer. This is, this is this summer. And I think that a nice way to do that, um, one way that we do it is, um, we do meet with all of our returning staff members. This doesn't include our CITs that are becoming staff members, but, our last year staff members, and we talk about what we did well, uh, what do we want to keep doing, what do we need to do to keep doing that, and and how do we, you know, create room for improvement. And that's about a half a day session. Um, it's really really wonderful. But one of the, the the next thing, very important thing that we do is that all of us uh, walk out to the road together, and um, including new staff, our full uh, team for twenty whatever year that's going to be. Uh, have a ribbon and uh, and uh, we do a little speech about what camp is and what why we're here and then we ask a new staff member to to cut the ribbon I bet <laughs> <laughs> we might yeah, be editing lost, this yeah. part out too because we lost you again Gab oh nuts I'm sorry where did you lose me at? Uh, so we have the ribbon outstretched. Oh, next? and you say I something said, about camp, and then, then we lost you. Okay, and we ask a new staff member to cut the ribbon. Oh, I like um, that touch. That's great. And, uh, and uh, you know, obviously we select somebody that's we feel it, is it, that, it, that it's important that we select that person, mm-hmm. either that we want to highlight them, either, you know, they've already made an impact. Either way, we make a selection of who that person is, and we say that everybody, once we pass that arch, um, where nobody's a new staff member, uh, we're all part of this team. And so I like that, and, but we've already had that conversation with our returning staff members. So it's kind of, it allows them to get all that energy out. Yeah. Um, but focus onto this summer and, and uh, makes the new staff members feel, and uh, I don't think we'll change that tradition. It was, it's worked really well for us. Oh, I think it's awesome. It's such a great visual too. Like it's just, it's good all the way around because you can, I mean, you can even have the exact same people. You can have a, another year. I would never recommend it, but you could have a, another year where you have all the same staff members yeah. as you had the year before. And it's still different. Mm-hmm. It's never last summer. Anyway, the dynamic is different. Uh, Certainly teens and young adults at that age, at you know, at the end of high school, early university or college, change a lot during that period of time. So it's never the same, you know, good or bad, never the same. So oh, I, I really like that. I wish I was still directing. I would steal it. 
Steal it. <laughs> you and Travis coming through the house. We'll have to do that on New Year's Eve. <laughs> We're the same. <laughs> That's great. Beth, do you have a... Oh, it's me. One? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, my next one would be asking staff what they have to offer camp this summer. I think that it's really important for staff to understand that they are a part of how it works and that their ideas and their creativity is really expected and encouraged and respected as well. And asking them what they want to do, letting them have an opportunity to dream of how they would change camp for the better if they could and uh, allowing them either time to write that out for you or talk to you about it, making sure they know they can come to you and share those ideas if they have them partway through the summer, um, I think p- allows them to put a real st- their own stamp on the summer for them. Um, I was at a camp this past summer, and they led a session at leadership training called self-advocacy. And they taught their staff to be able to come forward and say what they would like to do or what they would like to be a part of. And it came out of staff the summer before saying that things in the evaluation that they always ask the same people to do something new or creative and not realizing it's those people had come forward and said, I would really like to try to run this program this year, or I would like to add this to leadership training, or can we change the way we you know, do this at campfire or something like that. And um, allowing them that opportunity really makes them a part of the camp magic, I think, which is really key, but encouraging them to do so and letting them know you want that to happen. You value those experiences and you may not always say yes. Uh, It may not go along with your budget or with your camp plan for the summer or fit in with the camp philosophy but you would talk about why and how you could sort of rework that, but that you always are open to hearing how they want to offer up themselves, their gifts and talents this summer. Cool. That's great. I love this self-advocacy. Yeah. I thought it was a great idea. Um, Now afterwards, the director did tell me that she had so many people coming to her that she was feeling a little bit overwhelmed. Sure. (laughs) by her new session, but that it had gone really well. And people, you know, did approach her throughout the summer saying, I would like to, you know, try this or, uh, you know, because we don't always necessarily see all the hidden talents of staff um, or know that they have, you know, a lifelong dream to go on an out trip or, you know, lead an out trip or something like that. So it's great if they can come and tell us that. Yeah. Well, super. So I think that that's our, our 12 days of staff training. Woo-hoo, we did it. <laughs> um, and so what I want to share with our audience is we want you all to get involved. Um, we Absolutely. want you to join us on the hashtag Camp Hacker Train and tell us what topics you want to discuss. Um, what guests would you like to see here on this podcast? Um, and what great leadership training tips do you have to share? Um, because we, we want to hear from you. We want you to be a part of this. And that's one of the great things I think we would all agree about this camp industry is Absolutely. that everybody's willing to share and, um, and you can take,
take ideas and apply them to your own camp. And um, it's it's amazing what the sharing does to to boost this camp community and camp industry. So um, again, that's hashtag Camp Hacker Train, and you can put that on Twitter or Facebook, and we'll be monitoring those. We'd love to see those too on the uh, Summer Camp Professionals Facebook group too. Um, so if you're not a part of that, please join that. And also, uh, just want to give everybody an opportunity to share how you can get in touch with us if you like what you heard or have questions or follow up about any of that. Um, so I'll start us off. Um, I am available via email, ruby, R-U-B-Y, at greenriverpreserve.org. Um, and I'm behind a lot of the social media at Green River Preserve. Um, and I'm also on Twitter, rubylen85. Gab, we're having a tough day in Quebec. We have lost you again. <laughs> we'll just wait a moment and see if you come back. I think I'm back. Okay. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I paused myself. I just stopped talking. I was like, oh, I'm frozen. <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> like, like a deer. Like, ah. Are you having bad weather up there or something? I Yes. Uh, mm. Freezing rain. Yeah, there you go. Is, is what's happening. I'll try to. Make sure weather's better. <laughs> okay, it's we'll the time on. of day for us. It, it always around this time is a little bit. Um, but okay, you can get in touch with me um, at Gabs G A B Z at Waro O U A R E A U dot com or um, Twitter um, at Gabrielle Rail uh, Rails Two Ls, uh, and you can check out where I work um, at uh, Waro dot com. And you can get a hold of me on email at Beth. B-E-T-H at walkingmaverick.com or you can find me at camphacker.tv where we do I do some leadership blogging there uh, or on Twitter at camphacker. Our topic for next month is going to be why the why. So W-H-Y both times. So we're going to talk about the why of camping and why it's so important our staff is on board with all of that in leadership training. So we're looking forward to that, and that'll come out next month. Uh, And our final segment on each podcast is going to be a best practice uh, for leadership trainings. And we'd love to hear some of your memorable moments um, or most effective tips, maybe those moments that you just, you can't forget from that staff training you went through or those moments that your staff have told you are really phenomenal. Um, So again, you can tell us what they are by using that hashtag camp hacker train uh, or via email to any of us or again on those that summer camp pros facebook group um, this month tip comes from a staff training that i actually attended nine different times previously i was an outdoor educator at nature's classroom atop lookout mountain in mentone alabama and each year we had a discussion on professionalism because that was really mm-hmm. our biggest selling point that set us apart from other uh, similar outdoor education programs lots of times we found found that the teachers and parents who arrived at our program were expecting a bunch of hippie tree huggers in the woods. (laughs) And we had to prove to them and and have them leave with the idea that we were actually partners in education. And they were often very surprised to find that, that we actually knew what we were doing and were youth development professionals. So this key training tip comes from Adam Goshorn, who's the program director at Nature's Classroom. And he always shared a really specific definition of professionalism. And it's one that I found myself praising my summer staff on a lot during this summer. Um, And it is as follows. Professionalism is managing one's own personal reactions in service Mm -hmm. of the work to be done. 
Yes, he acknowledged. You will feel tired. You will feel frustrated. You will feel angry. Sometimes you'll be ecstatic. Sometimes you'll be (laughs) overstimulated while you're working. But the trick is to manage that feeling appropriately in the moment. That is how we are perceived as youth development professionals. Um, And the reality of it is we want our staff to feel because we are in the relationship business, absolutely, but we need to be sensitive of others' feelings and emotions. However, this definition of professionalism raises the awareness of our staff that managing impulsive reactions and strong feelings is very much a life skill. (laughs) Furthermore, a life skill that can be learned and practiced at camp. So thanks so much for listening and please join us in the hashtag Camp Hacker Train and we hope we'll hear from you next month. Bye everybody. Please remember, no other industry shares its best practices the way summer camps do. If you use an idea heard on a Camp Hacker podcast, please be professional and give credit where credit is due. The Camp Code is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants. Thanks for the listening, friends. Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus.